This podcast is brought to you by the Gosh Learning Academy. Hello and welcome to NHS Careers Untapped. The NHS is one of the largest employers in the world, but most people when they think of a job in the NHS think of doctors and nurses. However, the NHS is so much more. There's a huge variety of jobs you can do, suiting all interests and personalities. In this podcast, we will be talking to people working in the NHS, in jobs you might never have heard of before, finding out exactly what they do, how they came to be working in that job, and what they love most about it. Hayley, your host for this episode, and today I'll be talking to Prince about his work as a healthcare scientist, and I hope you enjoy listening. So hi Prince, I just want to ask you a few questions about your role. So just tell me a bit about your job. So as a clinical healthcare scientist, I'm focused specifically in cardiology and respiratory. So we carry out investigative procedures on patients who may be suffering from cardiac-related or lung-related problems or diseases. Those investigative procedures are stuff like ECGs, which is just monitoring and making observations on their heart rate, heart function, lung function, and how that might tie into any other diseases or dispositions that they may have that affects their health. Aside from those investigative procedures, we also do diagnoses and carry out treatments if necessary alongside doctors and other physiologists who are tasked with their care. Super interesting. So where is your work predominantly located? So most of my work is patient facing. So I'm in cardiac outpatients and I'll be seeing patients that come in from either other departments within the hospital, or I might see patients that are sent by their local GPs. And how long have you been in this role? By now, I'd say it's been about seven months. It started in June. And how did you get into this role? What was your pathway? So when I was in secondary school and we had these careers classes, they gave us a whole bunch of different ways of finding opportunities. And one of them was this of the UK website that offers apprenticeships. And I wasn't initially looking for one in healthcare, but I was just doing just random searches and I came across one through the NHS on that website until I applied for it. And after applying for it, I realized it wasn't one for me, but it was more centered in neurology. But obviously because I'd used that service once, it also recommended more to me and I found one in cardiology. And so I chose to go for that one instead. And I feel like it was a really good service because it also keeps you updated on more opportunities, even if you didn't find the one you were looking for. Link your personality, your attributes, some of the skills that you had to what job would be best suited for you. Was it like one of those websites? It, yeah, it was one of those. Because before you use the service, you just need to like put in a bit of information as to your interests and the subjects that you've studied. So what training was needed for your role? And have you continued to study, have personal development whilst in this position? Yeah, so minimum was you're required to have maths. English GCSEs, it'd be better if you also had A-levels in some of those subjects and maybe a science, it didn't really matter which one, but baseline was maths and English GCSE um, from what we do in nine to five now, but I think that is equal to like an A to a C. And once 
you did have that, you would still continue your own development in those subjects, but not as in-depth as, say, at a at an A-level level of math and English, just the baseline that you need for the scientific realm. And since I've started this, we haven't been specifically math-focused, but it has tied into maths in some of the lectures that I've had since starting, and English as well. So the skills that you did learn and the skills that I needed for the role, they are necessary. Like, you don't just never need to use them again once you start working. Well, obviously, that's always good because I remember being in school and we, we learned things and as a student, you think, how is this related? Yeah, to equate, yeah. So it's good that you're able to see the benefits of studying those things within your role and it doesn't feel like it was a waste of time, essentially. Just wanted to know how long in total the training was. So this course that I'm doing is two years. So I'll be done by mid 2024 and then yeah that'll be that'll be it done and it's an apprenticeship it's an apprenticeship okay so i know you spoke about the requirements of having an, a maths and english c level at gcse and i know that shows my age because now as you said it's it's not numbers but i know that there are opportunities as well if you don't have those minimum requirements that that can be done yeah. the, the course as well just so people hearing are not deterred so if you don't have those minimum requirements, that can be something you do additionally whilst doing the course. Yeah, they do offer that because that was one thing they wanted to make sure I had. And if I didn't, they have this additional course that takes like only a couple of weeks that they'll put you on with this service called BKSB. And they don't call it GCSE, they call it level two, which is I think the, the equivalent of GCSEs. And they'll put you through that course in maths. English and I think in some cases IT as well. And so if you don't have your GCSEs, but you are interested in this kind of career path, you can still go for it. You would just be put through this so that you have this level of, of knowledge when going into the course. Great. So are there any other routes into your job that you know of? From what I've seen, you can kind of just find it online whenever there are spots open, if not through the Gov.uk website and not through the NHS website. There are always leaflets around. I usually see advertisements for NHS jobs, just like around in, in, in like London. Sometimes I even see it on like the trains and the underground. And you can also get in through, through secondary schools, sick forms mostly because NHS career jobs with the schools just to give like talks or like in assemblies and stuff like that. Okay, so what does a typical day in your role look like, Prince? So for me, it's, I get in, I set up the clinic, see how many patients we have for the day in either cardiology or respiratory. Once I know that I'd set up all the bays and what, what we'll need for that day to see all of the patients, because in some cases we might have patients that have more needs than others. And so I would just prepare us for that and get whatever resources we need. Once we see all of the patients during the day, we might have patients that weren't scheduled. So say inpatients, cause we have a walking service where patients who come from their GPs or other departments can get seen, even if they're not booked. We also have a monitors and blood pressures that we also need to send out for some patients. So it's not just ECGs or echo tests or pacing clinics. There's a lot involved, but we usually rotate the responsibilities around, including which hospital we need to go to, because obviously we're based in guys and St. Thomas's. Once the day is done, we 
do all of the admin required and say who has been seen, log what's been done and prepare for the next day. Maybe restock what needs to be restocked if we use the whole, whole bunch of stuff, because it does usually get busy during the day. And we do usually like not run out, but we use up a lot of the stuff that we've got. So we just need to make sure that everything's neat and ready for the next day once everything has been handled. Okay. And could you tell me what you like most about your role? For me, it's the patience. Like I like being able to meet people and being able to converse with them because it's like, I think what made it easier for me when I first started, since I wasn't a really social person was I shouldn't just see them as patients. They are still people. And once they saw me the same way, it made it easier to more socialize with them and work with them. Cause it is, a, it's like, it's not just us carrying out these procedures on the patients. The patients also have to work with us. It's like teamwork basically. And if you get along with this person that you're also prioritizing, you know, just, you know, their health, emotional, physical, mental, stuff like that, then I feel like it's easier to get the job done. And so I always enjoy meeting the patients, treating the patients. And once they leave, they always seem happier than, than when they came. And that makes me feel better because I know that I've done something worthwhile. I've made someone feel better. And so, yeah, it's always the patients that make me enjoy the job the most. And they're always really nice as well. It's always nice hearing people who have patient-facing roles talk about what they like most about the role because nine out of 10 times, it always is the patient. And obviously we all have bad days, us, ourselves as staff, patients as well. But I think overall, most people really enjoy that patient interaction and making a difference. And like you said, when they leave, majority of the time, they're better than when they came in. So you have that, you know, really rewarding element to your role. What would you say is most challenging about your role? Ironically, the most challenging thing can be the patients at the same time, because there's always a lot of them too. And you do have to see all of the patients that you get in that day. And so trying to do that in a time efficient way can be very challenging. Like you don't want people waiting too long because everyone else has got stuff to do with their lives. But then again, you know, we're only human. So you can only do so much and the, the patients that you're seeing, they they don't, obviously not everybody knows what everyone else is going through. So it's like, everybody has to kind of be aware of other people's positions. So I need to know that I should work as efficiently as possible. And I should try and just be caring with the way that I address the patients. If by some chance they do have to wait very long, because I know that they might not be too pleased. And even though they have to be here and they have to get this done, I should just try and keep it civil and just try my best to deliver the best healthcare possible. So you spoke only about some of the academic requirements. What would you say are the personal requirements needed for this role? What type of personality or personal experience would you say is necessary or really good at having for this role? Biggest one I'd say is compassion. You need to have a lot of compassion. You need to care about people because it's a people-oriented job. You need to have a lot of care for people, regardless of whether you know them or not. And for me, when I first started, as the, the mindset I had was, imagine if this was one of my family members. I might not know the person's name. I might not know where they came from, but I see them. I know that they might have this issue or that issue. And I'm just like, this was my mom or my dad or one of my family or one of my friends. How would I treat them? And I keep that mindset with everybody I see. And aside from that, like just with any job, you need to be here because you want to be here. You need to be doing the work because you enjoy the work. So you need to be interested in, in healthcare, in the medical field. 
because sometimes it can get challenging or stressful, but I think if you want to be there and you like what you're doing, that makes it all the more doable. Amazing. What do you wish other people knew about your job? So something that you wouldn't see on a job description or on the NHS website, what is it you would like people that are interested in a role as a healthcare scientist to know? I think it's just that like, in general, when it comes to the medical field, it goes deeper than being a doctor. And I feel like people should understand the value of all roles in, in the NHS. Like sometimes I do get confused and like people will call me, will say, thank you, doctor, or refer to me as a doctor or a nurse. And I tell them, no, I'm a clinical healthcare scientist, or I just say a healthcare scientist and they don't know what that is. And when I do try and explain it to them, they just say, oh, so basically a doctor. So I feel like what's unique about the role or just the fact that this is a, a different role and a valuable role as are all of them, it should be more highlighted. Because it does, it, it is similar in ways because we're all healthcare professionals. So I, I see why people would make that confusion, but it's still different as well. I think that's a really, really great point where there's a lot of people that are unaware of the variety of roles that we have here within the NHS as a whole. And it's great that we are able to showcase different varieties of roles and people are able to talk about what they do and bring more awareness. So thank you. Last question. So what advice do you have for students or young people who might be thinking about a role in healthcare science? I think they should definitely take the time to think about where in the medical field they want to study because like healthcare science branches into everything. It doesn't just have to be cardiology or respiratory. It could be neurology. It could be just specifically vascular. It could be any kind of body part. The human body is so vast, but think about what interests you the most. And once you know what interests you the most, then try and go into healthcare science in that particular field. And don't just think of it as, as a job, but think of it as like more of a hobby because my interest is in science in general. So I, I, I like science. I love science. So for me, even when I'm not at work or even when I'm not on one of my study days, I'm thinking about what it is I'm learning or trying to learn more about it. And I think making that part of like, even if it's not a big part, making it part of your lifestyle can make it a lot more rewarding of a career. So I think that's really great advice. If it's something you're passionate about and have an interest in, then ultimately it doesn't feel as much like work. And when you're not at work and you're doing things that you love and it also benefits to your role, then it's ultimately a win-win. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for giving us your time today, Prince. It's been really interesting hearing about your role. And thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to NHS Careers Untapped. To find out more about different career opportunities within the NHS, please check out our other podcasts available for streaming or download on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and YouTube. You can also find out about other events happening as part of the Careers Untapped project by registering on the Great Ormond Street Digital Education Network at the link provided in the episode description and searching NHS Careers Untapped. You can also find links to a couple of other great websites to check out, including healthcarecareers.nhs.uk and skillsforhealth.org.uk. This podcast was brought to you by the Gosh Learning Academy. If you want to find out more about our work, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.